Hello, and welcome to For the Love of Truth. I have another question for you. Can you give informed consent when you have not been informed? Now, that might seem like a bit of a bizarre question, but I'd like to put it into the context of giving informed consent for the vaccination of your little ones, inoculations, injections, or whatever you want to call them. So what I thought we'd do in this podcast is have a look at the common ingredients in many vaccines. And I'm going to refer you to the CDC website, the CDC being the Center for Disease Control in America, although I have, interestingly enough, heard it be referred to as the Center for Disease Creation. They have on their website a link to a document, and that document contains a list of the vaccines that are currently given with a list of the ingredients. So what you can do with that, if you truly want to have and make an informed decision, is to look at the list of ingredients. Then you can look at the material safety data sheet for each of those ingredients, and you can assess what the likely effects of those ingredients will be. Now, I haven't come across a list of combinations of ingredients as to what the effects can be, because like many chemicals, they may do additional things when mixed. But individually, there are some interesting elements. And what I'm going to do now is read through some of those ingredients and give you some ideas of the likely effects of those ingredients to help you make an informed choice or an informed decision. And you'll have to excuse me here for some of these pronunciations because they are quite complex. So these are the things that are being injected into the little ones under the guise of protecting them and keeping them safe. Formaldehyde, formalin, a highly toxic systemic poison and carcinogen. Betapropyl actone. That's probably not pronounced right at all, but a toxic chemical and carcinogen. And carcinogen, by the way, means it can cause cancer. May cause death, stroke, permanent injury after very short exposure to small quantities. Corrosive chemical. Hexadecyl trimethalammonium bromide may cause damage to liver, cardiovascular system, and central nervous system, may cause reproductive effects and birth defects. Aluminium hydroxide, aluminium phosphate, and aluminium salts. And by the way, that's the English pronunciation. In America, you would say aluminum hydroxide, aluminum phosphate, and aluminum salts. A neurotoxin carries risk for long-term brain inflammation, swelling, neurological disorders, autoimmune disease, Alzheimer's, dementia, and autism. It penetrates the brain where it lasts indefinitely. Now, I've been thinking a lot about that. The brain is primarily fat, and your body stores toxins in fat to keep you safe. And I have wondered if that's why they're stored there, and they are cumulative. Thimerosal, mercury. And if you look back in history to the term mad as a hatter, the hatters used to use mercury, I believe, to make the felt in the hats, and it led to them losing their minds. So thimerosal, mercury, a neurotoxin, induces cellular damage, reduces oxidation reduction activity, cellular degeneration and cell death, linked to neurological disorders, Alzheimer's, dementia, and autism again. Polysorbate 80 and polysorbate 20 trespasses the blood-brain barrier and carries with it aluminium, thimerosal, and viruses, allowing them to enter the brain. Glutaraldehyde, 
toxic chemical used as disinfectant for heat-sensitive medical equipment. Fetal bovine serum, harvested from bovine, cow fetuses taken from pregnant cows before slaughter. That's an awful thought, isn't it? Human deployed fibroblast cells, aborted fetal cells, foreign DNA that has the ability to interact with our own. And that's something I think you might want to be very wary of is putting foreign DNA into your body. African green monkey kidney cells can carry the SV40 cancer-causing virus that has already tainted about 30 million Americans. And again, you want to be careful about putting any foreign DNA into your own system. Acetone can cause kidney, liver, and nerve damage. E. coli. DNA from porcine, I think that is, or pig, circovirus type 1. Human embryonic lung cell cultures from aborted fetuses. Again, more DNA. You can view all of these ingredients on the CDC's website, and I'd encourage you to do your own research. Look up the material safety data sheets on the chemicals. Read the thousands of peer-reviewed studies that have evaluated the biological consequences these chemicals can have on your body, on your little one's body, especially when being injected. So there'll be a link in the description to the CDC website where you can look at that PDF. And I'll also put a link to my website. You might want to have a route through that. There's plenty of other articles, videos, blogs, etc. You guys are absolutely amazing. And I look forward to talking to you again in the next podcast. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.